there, dear spirit. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Tea and Tombstones podcast. Tea and Tombstones is a platform dedicated to helping you root into nourishment through the haunted darkness and claim your hallowed ground through tarot education, spellcrafting, spiritual coaching, and nature-based services. My name is Ashley, the creator and wolf child of Tea and Tombstones, and I welcome you here. Hello there, my hauntings. I hope you are well today. Happy summer solstice that just passed. I am so excited to be bringing this episode to you today because we are going to be doing something a little bit different. In today's podcast episode, we are going to discuss crystals in honor of the oracle card for June, Nimue, Seek the Council of Crystals. So in this episode, I am going to go into Quartz Crystal, which is one of my personal favorites. It's also a crystal that you can easily find. And we are going to talk about how we can use Quartz as a way to bring in what we need to help our thriving continue to flourish in honor of the tarot affirmation for this month. From there, we're going to also go into a visualization using Quartz Crystal, and I'm going to wrap that up by including an attached document that will have some journal prompts for you so that you can really take some time to reflect on the meditation, reflect on your thriving space, reflect on what seeking you may need to still do in order to continue that flourishing and that thriving for yourself as you move through the rest of this month and into the next. And I'm also going to attach a handout that I made when I was in school in relation to working with quartz or working with any sort of crystal. It's meant for beginners, but there is so much available online and in books and I will have all of the resources that I use that I really love listed. You can just search crystals and you will get millions upon millions of things to search. So we're just going to go a little bit in a different direction today. So grab your tea or whatever you are sipping on. I am drinking boring ass water again because it is hot 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 here in Colorado I think it is noon and it is about my computer says that it's 94 degrees so yeah it's hot so grab your tea or whatever you're sipping on and let's start talking about quartz before I start talking about the magical spiritual and energetic properties that come with quartz crystal I think it's important to note how the crystal actually forms. This article says that most quartz forms in either igneous rocks or environments with geothermal waters. In igneous rocks, quartz forms as magma cools. Like water turning into ice, silicone dioxide will crystallize as it cools. Slow cooling generally allows the crystals to grow larger. Quartz that grows from silica-rich water forms in a similar way. Silicon dioxide dissolves in water like sugar and tea, but only at high temperature and pressure. Then, when the temperature or pressure drops, the solution becomes saturated, so quartz crystal forms. Quartz crystal is the second most abundant crystal on Earth behind feldspar. I think I'm saying that correctly. And crystal and quartz crystals today are used for a variety of purposes, not just for us witches and crystal lovers. Quartz crystal is used 
in watches, radios, and lasers. Silicon crystals like quartz are also used in computers, tablets, cell phones, televisions, and even pacemakers. Just for clarification, there are many different types of quartz crystals, including citrine, rose quartz, rutilated quartz, amethyst, and I am talking about here clear quartz, or at least that's the one that I am going to be referring to the most, and that's going to be the one that I use when we go on to our visualization. Now, quartz crystal, as I said before, is one of the most abundant crystals, and I'm sure if you are a crystal collector that you have one piece of quartz somewhere, you can use the different types of quartz interchangeably. I personally really love clear quartz, even though it may not be as beautiful as citrine or amethyst. I really love the the properties and the feelings that I get with clear quartz, but you can use many different types of quartz in your spell crafting, in your manifestations, and in your affirmations and your spiritual practice. There are many different ways that quartz crystal can form, and there's different metaphysical properties that come with those different formations. I'm going to discuss some of the different metaphysical properties with the different formations. The information that I am using came from the PowerPoint when I was in my crystal class up in college and the fact that they even had a crystal class I think is just so badass. But the crystal formations are, first is the cluster. This is an aggregate of many shapes and sizes of quartz held together by a common matrix. These are really good for transmitting and absorbing energy, powerful for changing your surroundings. Clusters often can get big or bulky, so I don't recommend them for a very particular spell because if you're using a spell or if you're using the crystal to call in the quarters, it can get kind of heavy to carry sometimes some of these bigger clusters around. If you are doing like a crystal grid, a cluster is a great centerpiece of your crystal grid because quartz crystal is a great magnifier of other crystals. So when doing a crystal grid, a quartz cluster can be a great centerpiece to really help magnify and heighten the crystal grid. The cluster that I have is very bulky. It's very, very heavy. And because of that, I don't bring it into my spells very often because it's just too heavy to constantly take in and out of my circle. But what I like to do with my cluster is I will charge it. Usually I try to do on every full moon. I'm not perfect at it, but I try to do it on every full moon. I'll do a cleansing and then I just try to power it or charge it with any sort of positive energy that I want to radiate out into my home. So for example, when I was working with this cluster, when my cat was really, really sick, I kept charging it with healing, just healing energy, healing energy. And then I would use other crystals and spells that I were doing, that I was doing in particular to helping heal my kitty. But uh, the cluster was one that I was just constantly charging with healing energy to really help change my surroundings in my home. Another formation is the bridge. This is one crystal being penetrated by a smaller crystal used as a connection between physical and spiritual realities. Also a great connective formation in connecting you to any sort of higher or lower energies into any sort of cooperation with a spell or with an energy that you're working with. Another formation is the single terminated quartz crystal. 
This is where one point has the termination and then the other uh, side is flat. This is a good crystal to use when you are looking to harness and channel your magic and your energy towards one particular focus. This is also a really good one to use if you don't have an anathema or if you are looking to cast your circle. This is a really good one for that. Double terminated ones are where there's points on both ends. This is a good crystal for transferring energy back and forth. So this is a really good one with spells where you're looking to send something out and also receive something in. This is also helpful to send out energy towards the spectrum. I really like to use my double terminated one when I'm really working with the spectrum of the haunted and the hallowed or the burial and the bloom because it is just perfect for really being a visual of that spectrum. Another formation is the channeling. This is a seven-sided face in the front of the crystal with opposing backside manifesting as a perfect triangle. This helps provide a connecting source of energy to the higher self, accessing information and wisdom at all levels of creation. So this is a really good one to use in meditations. The Isis crystal is, or the Isis crystal formation, I should say, is a five-sided face in the front of the crystal used for balancing dualities and bringing polarities together. This is also going to be a good one when working to balance the masculine and feminine energies. The soulmate crystal is a crystal that has a common base, but two distinct terminations at the apex. So this is one where the crystals look like they were like slammed together and now they're stuck and they share that base then. They are really helpful in understanding relationships if you do that. I'm not a big proponent of using any sort of magic for relationships because that shit can backfire really quickly. So I would recommend using a soulmate crystal if you have one in relation to creating a sense of balance and harmony between you and your spell. The window is a diamond-shaped window in the center of the crystal, can help you look into your inner self beyond what is comfortable. Now with the window, this isn't its own formation, but it's a, it's a face side on a crystal that creates that diamond shape. And so some of these you may actually have on your crystal and not know it. So if you have a quartz, uh, take a look and see what kind of formations or what kind of angles and sides that you have on your crystal because that can help to elevate your magical working with that crystal. And the diamond shape window is really helpful to look towards the inner self beyond what is comfortable. So this is a great one to use in shadow work. The record keeper is where, again, this is where you will see engraved triangles that are engraved naturally on one or more of the faces of the crystal. These contain ancient knowledge on personal growth and enlightenment and another good one for uh, working with higher dimensional energies, any sort of higher intuition or just higher self enlightenment energies. The time link is a parallelogram on the side of a crystal face or faces. The right side will take you into the future, the left side will take you into the past. The phantom is a crystal outline within the physical crystal. In this crystal formation or this crystal unique property or unique trait helps in assisting to see any missing or fragmented parts of the self. Those who have gone through many life changes and assist and these will help assist you on your evolution and on any sort of transformation. So again, this is a crystal if you have a phantom in yours that may not always be the best for 
a spell, but is really powerful in doing just uh, crystal working and going into a sense of reflection. And that is its own form of magic. Not all spells have to be the calling in the corners, casting the circle. Sometimes the magic needs to come from just sitting with your crystal, seeing the phantom, seeing the outline, and then taking that time to go into honoring your evolution, seeing where you've transformed, and then also looking to what you need to incorporate within yourself so that you can go into your wild reclamation even more. Another crystal formation is the Elestial, and this formation has multiple faces on the body of the crystal appearing to be layered with etched or raised surfaces. This is good for working with any sort of ancestor work, working with ancient information, and also helping to go into any sort of mystic energy or any sort of spellcrafting magic property that is perhaps beyond the veil. Another is the rutilated with titanium dioxide and ferrous needles captured inside. These are so beautiful. Colors include gold, red, silver, and reddish brown intensifies the energy of the emotion closest to the surface of the body and this is an appropriate tool when trying to break through the shell of an emotion so again great for shadow work and really good for creating a sense of direction or a sense of streamlined energy the tabby is where the crystal appears to be flattened good facilitators of communication and helpful in healing any sort of layout that you have or helpful in grounding any sort of layout that you have because that flat side creates that grounded surface that they're not going to roll around or shift on and then finally is the earth keepers these vary in size from 100 pounds to several hundred tons and these help assist the planet in functioning within the proper frequency of the area where they are found in working with quartz crystal one of the things that is so amazing about quartz is that especially with clear quartz is that when you hold them up to the light they create that prism so you get the prism spectrum my big cluster that i mentioned is in my garden window and i love when the sun hits it in the afternoon and i can see the prism on the wall it's just such a moment of um like when you see a rainbow you know you just have to take a moment and appreciate it and even though this is not a rainbow in the sky it's a little rainbow in my home and i absolutely love that quartz crystal is renowned for magical spiritual and energetic work because it is such a good transfer of energy it's a master healer it transmits energy and connects us to our energies that we're working with it connects us to our spell in a way that heightens the awareness and the intention it essentially magnifies everything that is happening within and around the space with spell work you can always always trust quartz and it can be used for really anything i like to think of clear quartz as almost like a full moon that a full moon is a time where you can really do any spell doesn't matter if it's a releasing spell doesn't matter if it's a spell of manifestation of calling in energy a full moon is a moon cycle or is a moon phase that you can always trust to really heighten the energy of your spell to me at least quartz crystal is the exact same that while some crystals like like citrine are used for awakening some sort of energy amethyst is a really good crystal to use and connecting to your intuition 
quartz crystal is one that you can always bring in and trust that when you use it with intention and with love and with respect that you are going to really elevate the space that you're using it with. It also helps align you to your vibrational energies. It helps to align you back into that space of, again, grounding. One of the ways that I love to use quartz is not so much in a particular spell, but just to really connect with the crystal in a moment where I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling anxious, I will always go to my quartz and just kind of sit there and just touch it, even if it's for 10 seconds and just kind of realign with myself. So those are some of the ways that you can work with quartz crystal in your personal practice, in making magic, in your wild reclamation, in ritual, in spellcrafting. I didn't mention any particular spell because it's really about intuition and I think it's important to always follow your own intuition when it comes to spell working, into ritual, into any sort of magic making or wild reclamation that your intuition is the true guide. I can sit here and talk about what has been helpful for me but I think that takes away from some of the beautiful parts of exploring with crystals. Same as with exploring with herbs or essential oils or anything like that, when bringing it into a magical space or bringing it into your personal practice, the fun is in the exploration. The fun is in the process of discovering what really resonates with you, what really vibes with you, what makes you feel like a badass in your practice, in your ritual, because that is what speaks to your personal magic and that's not something that I can tell you. What I will say is that when working with any sort of crystal, I think it is important that we start to really shift our personal and our public practice or our consumerism towards a space of buying more ethically. This can be very, very hard because the minds and the distributors don't always have the best practices or the suppliers don't know which mine they get their sources from. So there's a lot of research that needs to be done. There's a lot of ownership that needs to be done in buying ethically. I am going to have the article, well, all, everything will be listed in the show notes. One article that I found that had a lot of information and there were a lot of links in this article for further reading, which I recommend obviously that you do form your own opinion. But uh, this article from Cosmopolitan talked about how we can start to buy ethical crystals and what the roadblocks are in buying ethical crystals. The article states that in 2016, a global witness report found that Afghanistan's lapis lazuli mines provided the Taliban up to $20 million per year. In 2018, the New Republic attempted to track down the sources of crystals and found that many came from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where children as young as seven work in industrial mines. In August 2019, Los Angeles Magazine reported that some LA crystals were sourced from Brazil, where there is an epidemic of illegal and destructive mining that is destroying the Amazon rainforest. Less than a month later, The Guardian published an investigation into the crystal industry in Madagascar, where around 85,000 children work in mines. 
The article goes on to talk about some different crystal sellers and the actions and levels that they will go to in order to ensure that the crystals that they are selling for purchase in their shops, uh, both brick and mortar and online like Etsy, come from ethically based sources. They will go to gem shows and thoroughly question each vendor, asking who their distributor is, what mine their distributor works with, and then they will only purchase from vendors that have detailed information. They also talk about staying away from certain crystals that it's hard to track down. Things like malachite are commonly known to be mined with forced child labor. They also talk about building relationships with family-owned mines and suppliers who can share details about their mines. Some even provide photos and videos. So they build these relationships with smaller mines, smaller-owned mines, because these mines make sure that the people who are working in the mine are of age, are treated fairly, paid fairly, given the proper PPE, and that they are also not contributing to the destruction of the earth and other communities around them. The article also goes on to say that many crystals that are sold for a really good price might almost be too good to be true, meaning that these mines, that these crystals taken from these mines are taken in such a way that distributor, that the mine is more interested in just pulling out as much as they can and then try to sell it mass quantity at a lower price instead of really taking the time to be diligent to make sure that they are treating the earth with respect, that they are treating their employees with respect and that they're doing things the right way that when they leave this mine that they're not leaving their trail behind. So some of the ways that we can all contribute to more ethically buying of crystals is to be willing to buy less, that we don't need to have 30,000 crystals. Now, I am the first person to say that I have a lot of crystals, but do we really need as many as we want? And can we sacrifice that want so that we buy less and then be willing to spend more money on not only on crystals that come from ethical sources but go to these crystal sellers that are doing the legwork to make sure that the crystal that you go home with is from an ethically based source. You can find some crystals in antique stores. I have found a few crystals from my local antique shop. When I buy these, I give them a lot of time of energetically cleansing because I don't know who owned them before me. And some, again, some crystals with my own intuition are, they need a lot of time to be energetically cleansed and renewed. I have one crystal that I got from an antique store and I've had it for over a year. And every time I pick it up, I just feel such a heavy, aloof energy that I I haven't really worked with it. I put a lot of love into it. I cleanse it a lot, but I I can just feel in my own intuition that this is a crystal that really doesn't want to come out and play with me and my magic a lot, and that's totally okay. Just making sure that if you do buy it from an antique store that you are taking the time to really sit with the crystal, vibe with it, see what feelings are coming up, and then work with it in a way that is respectful, again, energetically cleansing it, 
and also ask questions to vendors, suppliers, putting our money where our mouth is and be willing to not purchase a crystal if a supplier cannot give us the information. Be willing to do the legwork on research is really important because as much as we love crystals, as much as they make our home feel so much better, there is a consequence that comes from having these crystals in our home. And no one is perfect and I am not here to say that we have to be perfect and that if we're not, we need to cast judgment and point fingers and yell and chastise. That's not in any way what I'm saying. What I am saying though is that when we take these things into our magical practice to be aware of the consequence that it took to get here, the, the process it took to get into our home for us to do that magical spellcraft or that ritual or that ceremony. And so taking the time to be invested in that process and to make sure that we are creating as ethical of a practice and as ethical of a system as possible is so vital in our own personal practice. Now I want to switch gears and go ahead and start our crystal meditation. If you are in the car, if you are working, if you are doing anything right now where you can't go into the visualization, there will be a timestamp below so that you can return to the space when you are ready. For this visualization, all you will need is a quartz crystal of some kind if you have clear quartz. Uh, as I've been talking with that for this whole episode, that would be the most interconnective to this narrative. But if you have any crystal that you want to use, again, use your intuition and grab that crystal if you can. And if you don't have any crystal, then just hold your hands open for the visualization and imagine the energies coming into your open hands because your open hands are tangible. They create and do so many things. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, if you don't like that, then you can just sit and let the energies just come into you as they need or want to. I also recommend grabbing a journal or a piece of paper and a writing utensil and having that nearby so that when you come out of the visualization, you can use the attached link that I have provided and go through the journal prompts while the energies are still fresh within your body and within your space. I will also have attached in the show notes the music that I'm using. It's, it is a royalty-free meditation playlist, and I will have that listed as well. So let's go ahead and get started in this crystal meditation for your continued thriving. When you are ready, Come into a comfortable seat. Start to feel your body. Start to notice your breath. Notice the way your breath moves your body. you can deepen your inhale and elongate your exhale. Start to settle in. And when you feel settled, 
grab your quartz, your crystal, or whatever you are working with, and hold it in the palm of your hands. Look at your crystal. Feel it. Touch the faces, the edges. Touch this creation of the earth. And when you are ready, close your eyes. And breathe. Inhale and exhale. Think about all the ways you are thriving in this moment. Your life is so beautiful. Your spirit is so magnanimous. Feel how much abundance you currently have. Feel how much you are flourishing in all the areas of your life. And keep breathing. Sit with whatever emotion comes up in relation to your thriving. You deserve a life that is full of abundance. You deserve to thrive in all the areas of your life. Now, think of something that could aid your thriving even more. Name it in your mind and in your spirit. And take the crystal that you've been holding, touch it, hold it, wherever is comfortable, and place all the energy of this aid into your crystal. Charge this crystal with abundance and with thriving. Give your crystal the name of this aid, the image of it, if it has a shape. Give this crystal the energy of you already having this in your space, thriving even more. Give the crystal the energy that it has already done. And so it is done. Sit with these energies and with these feelings.
Sit with what it feels like to thrive even more. Whenever you are in need, return to this crystal and seek the wisdom that it holds for your beautiful and abundant thriving. Sit in this space for as long as you are able before you go, give gratitude and thanks to your crystal for holding your precious thriving until it is needed. Thank it for being a guide when you need your thriving to manifest and flourish even more. Keep breathing. Inhale and exhale. Start to bring attention back to your body. Coming back to the present moment and all the thriving that is here. Thank you for letting me guide you through charging your crystal with the thriving and abundance that you deserve. I charge mine with radiating love to you wherever you are with support and with illumination to bring your aid for your higher thriving into your life and so it is done Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. It was a little different and I would love to hear your thoughts on this format, bringing in a meditation of some kind for a particular intention. If this is something you would like more of, please let me know. I would like to thank my wraiths, Lisa Zimmerman, Bobby McDermott, Deb Guy, and Zach Tate. Thank you for your continued support as always. My theme music is by Grave Dancer. Please follow them, check them out if you are a metal lover like me. They have a new album that is absolutely amazing. If you would like to work with me, please click the website link in the show notes where you will be directed to all the services that I offer. I am also very excited to announce that I am working on creating some services that are 
unique to creating a space of spell casting and that is going to be coming up so check back soon i'm hoping to have it done by july and i also am hoping to have my poetry manuscript of the major arcana done and published by the end of july as well so if you love poetry if you need more poetry in your life and who doesn't in my opinion then look out for that as well Thank you again so much for listening, letting me into your day. If you like this podcast format, if you like any of the other podcasts, please leave an honest review. If you are on iTunes, please follow, share with a friend, and connect with me on social media. Again, all of those links will be listed. I really love connecting with you guys, and it It just means the world to me. If you would like an even deeper and more intimate connection, you can become a patron where you will get access to so much more magic. You will have uh, the downloadable ebook of my tarot card bio meanings. You will get access to private community where we talk about the tarot affirmation, the monthly tarot cards, spell crafting, the way that the month unfolded, and so much more. So until next time, take care.